In Kansas, I found shelter for the night, which led to a number of rather awkward incidents. This is what happened. Frontier Gentlemen. an Englishman's account of life and death in the West. As a reporter for the London Times, he writes his colorful and unusual stories. But as a man with a gun, he lives and becomes a part of the violent years in the new territories. Now, starring John Daner, this is the story of J.B. Kendall, Frontier Gentleman. friend Darby Bullman had offered to take me into partnership in a new venture, namely water divining, the discovery of hidden springs and wells by methods known only to Mr. Bullman. I declined with thanks and hastily set out alone for the town of Independence, which I knew to lie some 20 miles distant. I hoped to arrive before dark, but my horse had gone slightly lame, and I faced the depressing prospect of camping hungry in the steadily falling rain. But a few minutes later, I was cheered at the sight of a dim glow of light in the gathering dusk and came upon a frame building surrounded by a stand of willowy trees. I tied up my horse, knocked at the door. It was immediately opened by a pleasant-looking young man of about 20. Evening, sir. Good evening. You look a mite wet. Come on in. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, there's a store. Yes, sir. Not much of a one. Only place between Independence and Osage Mission for supplies. Ah. Where are you bound? Uh, Independence. Tonight? Well, if I can. I wouldn't try if I was you. Trail's washed out a couple of miles up the way. Less than you know it good, you can get bogged down pretty bad. Oh? Then, uh, would there be any possibility of putting up here for the night? Oh, I don't know. I'll have to ask Pa. Pa? Me and my Pa and Ma and Sally, we live in the back. Ain't a heap of room. Oh, well, I wouldn't want to put you out. The barn would be fine if you had one. We'll see what Pa says. We take care of travelers once in a while. Uh-huh. Ah, what is it, son? Fella here, his horse is lame, wants to know if we can bed him down for the night. My name is Kendall. I'd be very grateful. Uh, howdy. Albert Grover. This is my son, William. You don't mind a shakedown in the storeroom. It ain't the most comfortable. But... No, I'm sure it'll do nicely. William, tell your Ma it's another place for dinner. Sure, Pa. Um, I'll want to pay you, of course. Well, I ain't exactly in the hotel business, but I reckon a dollar will take care of it, bed and food. All right. Uh, Thank you. Oh, and is there a place for the horse? William can put him in the barn. You better make it another 50 cents if you want feed for the horse. Oh, yes, of course. Where are you from? No particular place, just traveling. Salesman? Uh, newspaper correspondent. Got a foreign sound to your talk. <laughs> I came from England. Oh. You uh, got any tobacco to sell? New bales just come in. How much? Pound, I guess. A sack of flour and coffee. Pound. Don't mind waiting a minute, do you? I got to get the tobacco out of the storeroom. I'll wait. You want to come on back with me, Mr. Kendall? No, I'll get my saddlebag first. Sure. You do that. Well, mighty nice rain we're having, ain't it? Yes. Mr. 
You a stranger in these parts? Yes. You figuring to stay here for the night? Yes. Don't do it. Don't? Why not? Listen, you think I'd have stopped off if I wasn't plumb out of provisions? Nobody in their right mind comes around the Grovers and they can help it. Oh? Why? I don't know all the why of it, but there's them say peculiar things happen. Things? Don't ask me what. I don't know. All I'm telling you is I've heard. That's all dark things. For example? That Mrs. Grover. You seen her? Not yet. Still-tongued woman. And a girl. They say she's got away with ghosts and the like. <laughs> ghosts? Go on, laugh. Maybe you'll laugh when you wake up murdered in the night. Oh, as bad as that, huh? There's folks been seen riding this way that's never been seen again. Murdered by the Grover family? There's talk. Obviously. I give you a warning. As soon as I get my provisions, I'm putting distance between me and this place. Even you got the sense you was born with, you'll do the same. Good evening. You're Mr. Kendall? Uh, yes, that's right. I'm Sally Grover. My brother says that you're staying with us tonight. Yes. My mother asks if you'll be satisfied with meat pie, or would you rather have a plate of beef? Oh, whichever is convenient. I don't want to put you into any trouble. No trouble. Mm-hmm. Meat pie, then. Thank you. I'll tell mother. Are you being attended, sir? Fine. I'm just fine. Yes, ma'am. Very well. Dinner will be in about a half an hour, Mr. Kendall. Thank you. You get a good look at them eyes. Mm-hmm. Rather nice eyes, I thought. Mister, you're plumb loco. They burn through you like a branding iron. Got a gun on you? Yes. Best keep it under your head tonight. No telling. Yes, I'll, I'll remember. Man, I'd have to be drunker than $700 to stay in this place tonight. I'll accept your word for it. Now, if you'll excuse me, I want to take care of my horse. I sure wish you luck, mister. I surely do. Yes, the same to you. You, Mr. Kendall? Hmm? Uh, oh, <laughs> yes. Come out the back and get your horse better down. You want to lead him, I'll show you the way. Right. Sure is a big rain. About time, too. It's been drier in the dust storm around here. Yes, yeah, so I've heard. <clears throat> what was that? What? It sounded like somebody crying out. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm so used to it, don't mean nothing. That's a little old owl up to the top of the barn. Guess he killed himself a mouse or something. Don't let that bother you none, Mr. Kendall. Come on, better get that horse of yours out of the wet unless he catches his death.
left young William Grover to rub down the horse and feed him. By the time I returned to the house, the stranger had gone. I met Mrs. Grover, a tall, dark-haired woman, severe, unsmiling. And a few minutes later, we were seated at the table eating an excellent meat pie. The father applied himself diligently to the task of eating. William chatted constantly. And Sally, olive-skinned, tall as her mother, quite beautiful, watched me across the table and an odd smile on her lips. The I set eyes on him, I said, Now, that fellow, he ain't from around here. He's maybe town folks. Then he don't know the screech of an owl, and I'm sure of it. Ain't that so, Mr. Kennedy? <laughs> it was rather an odd sound. What sound? Owl in the barn. Be quiet, William. Oh, uh, no, we were taking my horse to the barn, Mrs. Grover. I thought I heard a cry. Your son told me about the owl in the barn, that was all. More pie. You eat too fast, Albert. Which paper do you write, Mr. Kendall? The London Times. I never read the London Times. Sal, she's real educated, Mr. Kendall. Had school. She does a sight of reading. You believe in spirits, Mr. Kendall? Oh, uh, why, uh... Do you believe that the dead can return? <laughs> I've never given it much thought, Miss Grover. Don't let her get started, Mr. Kendall. William, you'll be needing more wood for the stove. Yes, Ma. And put on your hat. Keep the chill off your head, boy. Yes, Ma. Yeah. Mighty fine meat pie, Mother. Mmm. Very good. If you're finished, Mr. Kendall, mm. I'll take your plate. Thank you. Sally, the coffee. Uh, how come you're traveling this way, Kendall? You got friends and independence? No, it happens to be the closest town. I'm not quite sure what I'll do when I get there. Uh, what do you write? Mostly about things I've seen, the country, people. Have you ever written about things that you can't see? Do you know about such, Mr. Kendall? I'll no lecturing tonight, girl. Leave the man in peace. <laughs> Not at all, Mr. Grover. I'd like to discuss it. Uh, I don't have to listen. I got chores. What about your coffee? Later. I know you're not a believer. I can see it in your eyes, Mr. Kendall. Perhaps you can convince me, Miss Grover. You're laughing at me. Indeed, no. I'm most interested. You should be, Mr. Kendall. You only write of the living. There's more. I've written of the dead. There's still more. Tell me about it. I don't know for how long she talked. Strange thoughts, half-formed ideas, philosophies. I was conscious of the depth of her eyes and remembered the words of the stranger like branding irons. Candlelight flickered on the wall and I was suddenly aware that we were alone in the room. Mrs. Grover had disappeared. There was only the sound of the girl's voice, drum of rain, crackle of burning wood in the stove. Then she became silent. Nothing I've said. Nothing's made you understand. The experiences, things that have happened to you, they're quite possibly true. I think I'd have to see and hear for myself, though. People here believe in me. I've lectured for miles around. They're afraid of me, too. Is that good? If you knew, you'd be afraid. Is that what you want? People to fear you? I would have thought that a girl like you, pretty, intelligent... Pity. That's really all you see in me, isn't it? All any man sees. 
You'd like to make love to me. No. No, I don't think so. Oh? <laughs> You're a little too direct for me, Miss Grover. Why shouldn't I be direct? I'm different. I'm not like other women, am I? No. You're not. Perhaps in a way, it's a pity. If I were like the others, you'd want to make love to me? <laughs> You're not. You may kiss me. No. Why? Because you don't know how to behave like a woman. I don't understand. Well, someday you will. Why did you come here? My horse went lame. Raining. Too far to ride tonight. Go away. Why? I don't know. You're not like the others. Go away. What others? It's past time for your bed, Sally. You'll be wanting your own sleep, Mr. Kendall. Early to bed, early to rise. Makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. Good night. behind the wheel. That's all it takes to convince you that the 59 Plymouth's really got it. Got the newest of new design, new sport car handling ease, new fury performance, new get up and go. Just tell your Plymouth dealer you want to sample the go. Then you turn the key and Plymouth's new Golden Commando V8 leaps into life. Now you just push a button and go on your way to the most fun-filled 15 minutes of your driving life. See your Plymouth dealer. Take your fun drive in the 59 Plymouth real soon. You really go, go, go for a Plymouth, and Plymouth will really go for you. I lay on my cot in the cold little storeroom, shadows wavering on the wall in the uncertain light of the sputtering candle. Somewhere... A shutter rattled in a gust of wind. The rain had stopped. Only a dripping from the leafless trees. The wind. Uneasy sounds. And I felt under the blanket roll, which served as a pillow. Then I heard it. Somebody outside my door. I drew out my gun. The latch, slowly, slowly raising. Do you know how close you were to entering that spirit world of yours? Thought that you'd be asleep. No. I want you to go now. You said that before. Why? I can't tell you. Has it anything to do with what the stranger said to me before he left? Stranger? The man came in to buy provisions. He told me to leave, too. Warned me. About us? Yes. What did he say? 
Something about people disappearing. I gather that you and your family are not overly popular. You're not like the others, are you? What do you mean? I want to be like the woman you said I'm not. If I tell you, will you go away? Will you take me with you? Tell me what. I want to be loved. I'm afraid of what I am. Take me with you. Tell me what. You're strong. You'll understand. It's not my fault. I want to go away. I've always wanted to. Others came here. They know about me. Because I'm pretty. You didn't come because of that, did you? He didn't either. He was a stranger, too. Who? Who? Over there. Behind the bales. stranger I had seen a few hours earlier was lying huddled against the wall, surrounded by bales of tobacco, sacks of flour and sugar. His head had been smashed in, and his throat was cut. I sensed the girl at my shoulder. They didn't have time to take him outside. You were afraid you'd hear. See, you were in the barn. Why? You'll take me with you? Listen to me. Why have they done this? The money. They get yours, too. The others. You said there were others. Yes. How many? I don't remember. Will you take me with you now, before they come to do it? You murdered them? No. Pa and William, they do the killing. The others weren't like you, though. I didn't care if they died. I always had to die first. When are they coming for me? Do you know? Soon. Do they know that you're with me? Yes. We can go now before they come. I don't think so. They kill you. No. Yes. They're very good at it. What about your mother? She's not my mother. She's just the woman Paul married. I don't like her. Shh. Get over in the corner. Not a sound, you understand? You won't hurt me. Go on. Stay out of the way. Over here. Take me with you. If you're with me, they won't come back. They'll be afraid. Drop down your gun, Mr. Kendall. Come over to me, Sally. Ma, he's going to take me away. I want to go. Don't shoot him. You obey me, Sally. Get out of the way. No. No. I hate you. I'll kill you. Oh. 
she dead? Is she? Yes. I'm glad that she'll come back again. They all will. They won't hurt you anymore. You take me away now. Yes. I'll behave like a woman. I won't tell you kiss me. I'd like to. I want to. Yes. She smiled, closed her eyes, and quietly died. When I went outside, the moon was out, the air smelled fresh and clean. And very faintly, I thought I heard the voice of a girl calling to me. Frontier Gentlemen was written, produced, and directed by Anthony Ellis and stars John Daner as J.B. Kendall. Featured in the cast were Virginia Gregg, Eddie Firestone, Parley Bear, Paula Winslow, and Vic Perrin. Join us again next week for another report from the Frontier Gentlemen. Bud Sewell speaking. Drive with care. Nobody has a life to spare. This is the CBS Radio Network.